We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hey, Insomniacs. Welcome to another episode of Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. As always, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. I'm Cameron. I'm Matt. And let's get into it. I'll tell you what I've been up to. What have you been up to? At the top of the show. I've been watching a lot of CW shows. There you go. Okay, but not not The Flash. Oh, so don't you. get ahead of yourself. Fuck you. Don't get ahead of yourself. That's good stuff, man. I've been talking to my friends, right? Okay. And they told me to check out the other shows on the CW because... What other shows? Because Riverdale... Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. A lot of their dramas, because they said every show on the CW is loaded with melodrama. Way too much. I would agree with that. And it got me kind of used to it, and then I just realized, oh my God. They're soap operas. All of their shows are needlessly dramatic. It's literally the days of our lives for teens oh, yeah. and 45-year-old dudes. Hey, now. What <laughs> the fuck is that all about? All right, that might have been a shot across the yeah. bat. Hey, but, I, I, I don't know. I like it. I'm but it's sorry. true. Like You know what I mean? Like... My two favorite, everybody knows I love iZombie and, of course, The Flash are my two favorite shows. iZombie went off the fucking rails this year. I don't know what they're thinking about. I didn't see the season finale. But seasons one, two, and three, there's nothing better. I got to tell you. Well, there are a ton of shows like that that we know that were really good in its first starting seasons and loses steam over the end of the series. Arrow did that too. Scrubs. Scrubs was great for like the five. first five seasons. Oh my god, that was a great show. And then, then in the back nine, they just shit the bed the whole yeah, way. Yeah, that was just not good. But I, and in the Flash, of course, you know that I, you guys constantly yell at me because I'm always watching season one through three, rewatching it again and again. Four was okay, but not great. It's like Arrow. The first two seasons are good, and then everyone gets yeah. a bow and arrow, and yeah. no one's special. What the fuck is that all about? And they're all better. Like they're just the same you as know, Oliver. Here's a clue. So, here's a clue. Superheroes are. Super. And unique and special. So wait, you're taking the syndrome approach from Incredibles? Yeah. Once everyone's super, no, no one is. is. It's such bullshit. <laughs> it, and you know what? That's a perfect analogy because they do. They ruin it. You know, I mean, literally in the flesh, everybody can run, fucking run fast. Uh, you know what I want to see? I want to see some fat guy run fast. That's what I want to see. Come on. We're really going to be real about this. What is there? What do you think is the age range for the majority of CW shows? <laughs> Honestly. Honestly? Because I think Riverdale is... Is mostly teens and moms, I would guess. Uh, to be honest, I think you hit it right on the bat. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's tweens. Like Pretty Little Liars tw- was tweens, a CW tweens show. Tweens to tweens, tweens, teens, and idiots like me. So you think <laughs> really, it's that range? I really do. There's no like thirty year olds or twenty no, somethings. No way. You, you, I mean, your friends aren't watching that shit. I don't care what no. to say. They're well, no, we're, we're like ironically clowning it. You know, and that's that's the shit that kills me. Bullshit. You're well, watching no, it. Everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll make fun of it. And he's the one guy in the room going, oh, the, you know what? Uh, uh, shh. I'm trying to pay attention. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, me and my, so funny. This was a thing that happened all the way back to when I was in high school. What? You start ironically making fun of something, oh, and, then you and you become it. the thing. Yeah. Like swag was really huge when I was in high school. What do you mean by swag? Like saying swag oh. when stuff was cool. Noise, noise, noise. <laughs> and Keenan Peel reference. We would say that shit to be stupid and make each other laugh. Like, oh, swag, that's awesome. And we we became those people. Yeah, it's true. So when something cool would happen, I would actually go, oh, swag. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. Oh my god. So I started. Hey, you do another one right now. Oh, noise. No, what's the Which other one? one you do? What's the other one? I legit. Oh, it's all Gucci. Oh, god. I hate myself. I hate myself I got, internally. I got a, I got a little twinge when you did yeah, that. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> so I started watching Riverdale and I realized three episodes in, oh shit, I like the show. God damn oh, it. Are you really bought it? It's a good show. Here's you the thing. It. Well, not, put it this way. It's like very attractive women. Yeah. Very attractive women. And that's how they hook Which a lot is of guys. really bizarre. Yeah. Okay, Nobody's no, ugly in that universe. No, but let's get into that. In the that. CW universe, let's just say in the CW universe. A six is a ten. In real life. Like their sixes oh, are tens. absolutely, absolutely, and then their their tens or twelves, and the and the woman they're saying nobody will ever date. It's some poor guy, in, yeah, she, in a no. room in Alaska is going, I date her. No, the funniest shit, dude. The girl who's undateable is literally yeah. an insanely hot chick shit, wearing yeah. glasses. Yes, and it's like, oh, she's wearing glasses, so she's nerdy and she doesn't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, it's just, and I'm like, literally, obscene. the camera cuts and she has a no, stylist and she has an assistant. It's totally true. The CW and a six is a ten. Another so. fucked up part about Riverdale that I didn't really realize. Oh, see, I don't watch Riverdale, so you're catching. Me Let's up get into this. So okay. basically, it's this town of youngsters. I wanted to kind of ambush you with this. Yeah, you did. They're all. It's based. It's like a dark version of the, of the Betty Arch- and Veronica Archie comic book uh, yeah. universe the Archie comic book universe exactly see I, I don't watch it but I do know about it yeah so you know about it you <laughs> know do. of it I know of it but the thing is I gave it a shot they have these hot 20 somethings playing like 15 year old kids yes which is really jarring for me it, when absolutely when, they're when like, I was in high school nobody looked like that yeah when they're like this, literally nobody this actress is 15 and I'm like I remember when I was 15 yeah no one looks like this uh, we had one teacher who did exactly <laughs> Oh, God. It's oh, true. God. Well, no, but, but you have one teacher. Thank you, girls, Mr. Thank you. These. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, I'm sorry. That was too funny. But these, oh. these young kids, I'm like, okay, first of all, they're all 25. And they're all models. The, oh, yeah. 100%. Which I think is hilarious. And every guy's got an A-pack. Yeah, every dude. <laughs> every it's like dude. Cole Sprouse. Yeah. He's just Even like. Even Archie. Rich. Not Archie. Jughead. Jughead. It's like a fucking. <laughs> whipped as shit yeah fucking, he's like Khalees Woods you know redheaded stepchild nobody wants to talk to John claude Van Damme's yeah. son <laughs> he looks like freaking uh, an eight-pack superstar it's just sick it's and just sick. it's like it's like any show once you learn the characters absolutely you you're start invested. to give a shit you're vested absolutely it, I call it the real housewives effect because every oh, yeah. guy I know who has a girlfriend is actually invested in the Real Housewives because they've had but countless. But they admit they're not, though. That's the scary part. Yeah, they're always like, "Oh, dude, that shows. Oh, it's fucking gay." But then they're like, "Oh, what's Gritchin up to?" Yeah. Oh, did she go to brunch? Well, you with- know, that's funny because we were sitting around and my wife, your mom, was watching it, yes. and then we started naming the characters. Who's she? She's new. And here's the sad part: I don't watch it, but I watch what my wife watches, and you watch what your mother. Yeah, watches. of course. So we're sitting there, and it's like you said: after 15, 20 minutes. You might be looking at your phone, but you're peeking over yeah, it to I'm see like, what's on the TV because these train wrecks I can't remember. are occurring constantly over and over again. I'm, I'm like, oh, I yeah. can't believe oh, Ramona yeah. said that, dude. <laughs> she knows she knows how Bethany feels about yes, that. Yes, Bethany. That's so with, fucked what up. What is it? Uh, uh, skinny cow? Skinny girl. Skinny girl. You always say skinny <laughs> cow. Like she's selling milk in this bitch. I love it. <laughs> I know. It's just the funniest thing. No, but it's definitely true. But And that's how they hook you. That's how they hooked me in the beginning because – uh, Grant Gustafson, all the people on that show that play those characters, they got you hooked. I mean, I was hooked into Cisco. I was hooked into uh, everybody. Uh, Snow. I was hooked into all the characters within the first two episodes. They made you give a shit and you paid attention. And Harry had to hook at me because The Flash was my favorite comic book as a kid, which everybody knows. But on top of that, they do. They make they get you invested in the characters within two or three episodes, and then you're like, well, what the hell happens next week? You know what I mean? <laughs> and it made me feel bad because I used to give. 
like great aunts and like my great grandma shit for watching The Young and the Rat- Restless. Oh, absolutely. I was like, who the fuck? What kind of degenerate Your great aunts and great, great, great. You gave me shit for watching The Flash. I was like, uh, who the we're fuck? Watching this again? Who the fuck watches Young and the Restless? What oh, is this absolutely. garbage? But then I realized, oh. What soap operas are is a web of characters that you get Absolutely. to know, and then those characters get put into social situations and they interact. And I'm like, wait, yeah. it's reality television before reality television. Exactly, that's exactly what it's it is. exactly what it is. Sure. Only with hotter people than reality television. Oh yes, because you know why they screen them. There's <laughs> <laughs> a screening process. That's right. There's a screening process. Yeah. You know, you show up at a casting agency, then to Weinstein's mansion, oh. and then to the silver screen. Right now he's in jail, so he doesn't have my bad. Anyway, <laughs> no, but that's definitely true. So now you're hooked. Yes, on Riverdale. Riverdale, and they had Josie and the Pussycats. I remember Kevin Smith talking about. Yes, it. on it, singing on the roof of of what was it, Burger Joint? Yeah, yeah. That's and hysterical. it's all like retro. It's like, it's and this is the part. And everybody always go, Matt. I thought you didn't watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know some surprising yeah, details. I do, I do. Why? Because. Uh, I remember when they did a commercial for it, and, and I don't watch commercials that often, but Josie and the Pussycats was actually, uh, it was called Josie and the Pussycats in Space. It was a cartoon when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And literally, it was about... Can't be worse than the Spice World movie. N- it, it, that's probably what the Spice World movie was based off of. The <laughs> and it was uh, just, you know, three hot chicks playing guitars and, and drum and running around through space. And then they said that they were going to be on Riverdale. So that's the one episode I tuned in for. Did you know well, that they they actually made a live action Josie and the Pussycats movie? No. It was garbage. It was like this Dr. Evil character was trying to blow up the world with like a I moon rocket. Are you serious? And Josie and the Pussycats had to stop him. It was actually preposterous. Uh, when did they do that? It was around the days when, like, everything was getting greenlit as long as you had a star. Where, like, Lindsay Lohan made, like, two Herbie I'm movies. I'm shocked. Oh, yeah, that was That was back ago. when Flo- Hollywood 90s, was... Early 90s. Yeah, early, like, aughts. Maybe, maybe yeah, aughts, too. You're right. You're when right. when studios were flooded with cash. This was before the breakdown and the superheroes rose to power. Yeah. When the studios ran out of money. This is back when they were, they were like, oh, you have an idea? Yeah. It sounds half decent? Yeah, it's true. Let's when get they, James they Franco. They ran out of money and, and they were hit. like, what are we going to do now? Oh, okay, we'll make an Iron Man yeah. movie. Fuck. It's back when people were investing in Frankie Muniz as a star. Oh, yeah. Where he had, like, two Before solo brain movies. Injury. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, gonna, sorry, Frankie. To be painfully honest, it seems like he had a brain injury in all of his movies. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, I feel bad for the guy. He was on Dancing with the Stars, another show I had to watch. <laughs> Frankie Muniz is to acting as Paul Giamatti is to looking fuckable. I think. Wow. <laughs> Is that too Have harsh? Have you seen Billions? Yeah, he still looks bad. Oh. <laughs> I oh, still would man. not smash Paul Giamatti. Oh, that was brutal. Come on. Oh. He's the only man who looks like the actual Peanut Man from the Peanut Can. Oh, come on. Maybe he's Dude, not that bad. It he's looks a great that actor, bad. though. That man has more jowls than Nixon. No, not anymore. He looks pretty good in he actually. He looks pretty good. Did he clean up? A little bit, yeah. I'm just remembering him. Attorney General. <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm Come just on. remembering him from Big Fat Liar and all uh, that Oh, well, shit. that he was just atrocious. He was just trying to break in. He took any role they would give him. Oh, my he God. He just didn't care. And then he showed he could act, and then it went skyrocket. See, that's what I love about acting in Hollywood. You have to sacrifice all dignity oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. to break How into the business. How many lambs do I have to murder and kill? And, and then once you're... What, once whose you, blood do I have to drink? And yeah. then once you're oh, working, absolutely. you can automatically regain your dignity once oh, you yeah. have money. Oh, oh. Well, are you going to do your games yes. of reference? Because we were talking about this with every fucking <laughs> I knew, time. I knew you were going to go down this I talk about all. this. I knew. Well, I'm going to show my breasts, and now I'm not 
gonna show. What my he's breasts. referencing is uh, I always say every time Amelia Clark, I'm an actor Amelia Clark signed on to, to do Game of Thrones. Oh, that's just stupid. So, she signed on to do a role that would have, would have nudity for all the seasons. Yes, because George R. All R. Martin, the way the end. George R. R. Martin is a closet pervert. Yes, he and is. he wrote twenty million sex scenes for Daenerys, yes. and she took the role. And then after she made her money, she wanted body. She got some. She wanted a body double. Absolutely, and that's perfectly fine. I'm not like holding that against her, but I think it's funny. <laughs> oh yes, you are. No, I think it's funny that you can flip the morality switch, like when you don't, when you're not in the business, versus the when you're in the business yeah. and you have a name. And I just find that interesting how every actor has had to turn tricks. Every actor, Ryan Gosling was waiting tables. Yeah, but here's the funny part. Before right, he got right, the notebook, right now, she's got up the upper hand. Okay. Or in the last two seasons, or the last season of Games of Thrones, I apologize. And she was just in Solo. And she was, Oh, she was in Solo. I didn't know that. She's but, the female lead. But here's the scary part, okay? The minute she's continuing to work, so it might not be the case, but what happens usually when they're, when they're in demand and they meet their demands simply because they can't recast them at the end of a series or close to the end, they're going to give them everything they want. But then you'll find that dry spell when they haven't gotten a movie or anything for about five years. Like that period where Demi Moore started showing her bush? Oh, yeah. She went right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she went they're right back and up there. And then she was right Not back in the vote. Which is actually kind of disgusting. Guys do it too, man. It's kind of disgusting. I would never do that in a role. Well, no, oh, hell you It's kind of gross that we force like – Actors to do that to break into the biz, because Amelia Clark's a great actress. I feel like she shouldn't have had to get her foot in the door with. Nudity. No, no, I, I understand that, but all right, you've heard me say this before. I don't mind sex, drugs, and rock and roll as long as it fits into the this, plot, into the story. If it's not a part of the part, a part of the movie plot, then there's no place for it. See, that's what everyone but, made but, fun of me when I was like, "Okay, Game of Thrones, the nudity was better in the earlier seasons because it was in the plot." Yeah. It was within the story. Now when there people are nude in Game of Thrones, it just feels gratuitous. It feels like, what are we doing? There's just random nipples thrown in for no reason. At some points, I would agree with that, just to keep ratings exactly. up. It, but it shouldn't be like that. It, it should be That's what I'm saying. If you're going to have story, nudity, have, make it, make content, have yes. it make sense. Within the flow. Not the, just like, yeah, oh, let's have this conversation take place in no. a bar where there are a bunch of whores. Like, no, that's no, what they no, would yeah. literally write in. No, it's true. Just to keep fans sated, which yeah. is kind of gross that it, there are a bunch of like dudes who probably look like George R. R. Martin. Where are the tits? Yeah, no. Not there's a whole lot. Did you know one third of the internet, the entire internet usage is the bandwidth is the for bandwidth porn? is for porn. So Makes I mean, sense. that's uh, I mean that's what how was it? I think like seventy percent of the money on the internet goes to goes porn. to porn. I mean, tell that to the Pornhub CEO. Yeah, I mean, and that's the part that where people go, well, why do we have to do that? Well, that's why. It's sad that you know that we just can't go on a great story, but. That's the reality of the fact. Plus, of the way it's the world is. it's the fact that people want to turn on movies and see people who are hotter than them. Which I is don't. Something, I, don't, I, I don't definitely do. I don't if, give a if shit. If I see an action act. star and he looks like Beverly Hills Ninja, I'm gonna be mad. That's funny as shit. Though. I'll be fucking poor, mad. Poor, poor Chris Farley rolling <laughs> over in his fucking. Grave I'm gonna right be now. honest. Come on, would you really want to see John Goodman in Lethal Weapon? No. Exactly. He can't slide across the car and but hit he, two headshots. No, he didn't. I don't know. That's true. No, it's true. And that's not. You have saying. to look the part because you can't have a superhero with a gut. You just can't. No, yeah, it's true. No, because I, I can't. I can't argue with that. Because people argue, argue that, that superheroes are for kids, and I disagree. I say that superheroes represent virtues that we like to watch play out through cinema, and that's what it is. You know, Superman stands for honor, truth, justice. 
Batman stands yeah, for. Yeah, but I'm not always that way. I, I, I'm a Shield Vic Mackey. I'm gonna do what's good as long as it's good for me too. You know, I like those characters too. So you like Watchmen a lot. Though. I love flawed heroes. I mean, I love Watchmen say because that of over that. and over because again. Rorschach would be willing to get his hands dirty. Sure, but I mean, but I, but I like any character. You've heard me say that. If you want to watch, great. Watch Southland. Watch the Shield. Watch um, the Wire. I mean, there are a bunch of cops in there, and and I'm just talking about these roles where they're not good people. They do nice things occasionally, as long as they work out and they're going their way. They're See, that's why things. Michael Chiklis had to get his bench press up to at least. 250 to get on the silver screen. Hell yeah. I, I wouldn't have believed wanna, yeah. he was a he was one of those cops if he was still with the commission. And commish. that's why I don't get oh, why 100%. some some of these like 1% SJW bloggers are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe SJW Social Justice Warrior." Oh my god. I can't believe that Wonder Woman's a, No, 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 pause. I'm not uh, getting into all of it. I'm just uh, saying, I can't believe Wonder Woman's attractive and I'm like, "Good. I don't like I don't feel body shamed by Henry Cavill as Superman." No, neither do I, because that's what Superman. Because that's what he's supposed to look like. No, that's true. I'm not going to turn around and be like, "Oh no, he makes me that feel." Part, I see what you're saying. You can't have a cop who can kick somebody's ass if he doesn't look like he can't kick. Yeah, his yeah this I, ableist I, propaganda. Well, you'll say the same thing if you're watching. What is that movie? Salt with um, what's her name? Um, um, uh, Brad Pitt's ex, Angelina Jolie. A- Angelina Jolie. It's one of the few women. The one with all the Saharan children. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> One of the few women that could actually do that role where you would actually believe she could be a Russian spy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and she was an action Russian spy as opposed to the Red Sparrow, which was Jennifer Lawrence. Which I believe – I believe but she played that- a sexual – uh, uh, Russian spy, which she made that believable yeah. because you would say to yourself, okay, she's extremely attractive and she's going to get guys and girls to do whatever she Dude, wants to do. I believe Angelina Jolie is dangerous. That bitch keeps a dagger collection. Does she really? And she had a vial of Billy Bob Thornton's blood around her neck for like four years. Yeah, but yeah, but That's you know, straight up you interview know who, with the yeah, vampire who had, shit. Who had a better dagger? Billy Bob Thornton or Brad Pitt? Oh my god. <laughs> I bet they're both way too big. Oh, uh, come on. You know Billy Bob Thornton's he like unfurls his uh, yeah, then, then what's Brad Pitt doing? Untying it from his waist? Well, keep because he's the only guy to if he's changed her. Come on, man, he changed <laughs> everybody. And then and then everybody's like, stop smoking pot. He's like, I know, I'm not going to stop doing what I want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to bang who I want to bang. And that's well, that's what what's funny to me. Like, it's so funny that Hollywood behind closed doors, everyone's doing blow and we're writing parties and everyone's doing drugs. But Brad Pitt. Like, she, he gets outed for having a marijuana addiction. And that's Howdy. an actual He's thing. He's been doing that since freaking... Exactly. But that was part of his custody I mean, battle. And Louise, he was smoking pot. He used to talk Th- about it out. That was part of his custody battle. She was like, he's addicted to marijuana and alcohol. And I'm like, you live in yeah, Hollywood... It, it seemed to really hold back his career. I'm like, you live in Hollywood where every other actress has a deviated septum. That was Let's 80s, be real. I, I know. Oh, you're going to act like it, it's not but still occurring. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going to say that. But I, I believe it's a pill form. It's not something they're snorting up their nose. There's something. Oh, take. yeah. You take that Adderall. You just get the pit mortar and pestle. You're right. Yep. That's how they're doing Adderall. But but here's the scary part. Did you see who Brad Pitt's dating now? Who? He's dating a uh, – the rumor is a 37-year-old and I think it's an NYU professor. Who has Ooh, a genius IQ and she is smoking hot. Well, it's Brad Pitt. I, but it's just so funny to see this. Because On guys who could, oh who my could God, possibly just... trick me into the sack, Brad Pitt's at like number two. Gerard <laughs> <Drug> Butler. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like right behind no, Bill Cosby with a glass of water. Oh my God, that's terrible. But, uh, no. but it's just so funny. This dude, I mean – 
there's he's just crosses all realms. You know what I mean? He does. He's a man that travels well, all worlds. There's some guys who just win and win and win yeah, and win and win. Yeah, it's like Charlie Sheen. No. It's no, like it's not no. you, Charlie. It's like no. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm always coming. Yeah. He's always coming. <laughs> he won. He won at weightlifting. Yeah, he, he won at acting. He won at governorship. He got to fuck his maiden. He's still famous. Yeah. Like and he's dating uh, uh, like a 38 year old physical therapist. After he got divorced, Maria Shriver said she just did it for PR purposes. Did she, what? Uh, uh, divorced him. She said like she still loved him. It was just like it felt like they couldn't reconcile. I, I, I think they still have. Uh, <laughs> well, no, that was the rumor. An ex encounter every once in a while. Well, no, they, I believe they that. were talking about that. Like family functions, a source said that like they're still having sex. They're still like, oh, I would believe as a that couple. Totally. And that was before that. he met his new girlfriend. Yes, obviously. yes. Now that he met her, I felt like things have changed. Kind yeah, because she's smoking hot. Oh, I'm sorry, but yeah. I think she's hotter. She's forty five. No, she's in her thirties. She's she was gorgeous. Late thirties. She man. was on the Conor McGregor documentary. Yes, notorious because she was actually helping him. Train his knee, and how did you training to strengthen his knee so he didn't have to? And take look at—he's winning. Name a point where Arnold hasn't won. No. He escaped Austria, which at the time was full of Nazis. I was going to say, including his father. They were still like, <laughs> yeah, they're still like, sorry. Yeah, but you know what he did? What? You know what he did? He made a huge donation to the yeah. Holocaust Museum. Uh, seriously, he did. Yeah, and that's he, well, he was forgiven. Well, Germans are still on the apology tour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have to round out all the stops. It doesn't go through South America. Yeah, though. Ari Shafir. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, God. No. That's the South America reference because that's where the, the Nazis supposedly, according to Ted, not Ted Kennedy. Uh, what's Tim name? Kennedy. Tim, Tim Kennedy. That's where they all flew. And yeah, Tim Kennedy, the retired MMA fighter, has that show Hunting Hitler. <laughs> Hunting Hitler. Where, where he's he going is. and beating up 101-year-old Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Show me your daddy's medals. <laughs> See these medals? They're shit. Yeah. You're a Nazi. But no, but yeah, I, Arnold wins. I mean, come on, man. He's still doing movies. And he just went back in and had another surgery on top of that. I mean, and he looked rough after his last surgery. He had to crack his chest. It was not good. Had to have more valve work done, from what I understand. But I don't. But these guys continue to win. Look look at freaking a Sly. He's another guy. What is he, 70? There's He's more some jacked guys. than anybody I've seen in recorded history. His his wife was 20 when he was 40, and now he looks like he's 50, and she looks like she's 62. You I mean, give me sad. a police lineup of his wife and his daughters, Oh, oh I couldn't oh, guess no, it. You could. It was like fucking – I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, yeah. wait. I just, Billy Joel's like, I that's just it. don't want to fuck someone who's underage. <laughs> I just had to pick. Why? Because she might be your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because honestly, like one of his daughters is 16, and she looks 24, so yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. we need to part the oh, Red yeah. Sea – He's, he wins. That's all he does is win. I, I, all but there are guys. some guys who are losing and have kept losing. Yeah. Well, the Wesley Snipes, the Nicholas Cages. Oh, Wesley, man. The fall from grace that. Reportedly didn't... terrible on stage. Like, brutal. Where almost, he almost got in fistfights with directors to beat him up. That's, that's why he stopped acting, supposedly. And. Him and Sarah, whatever his name is. Sarah. Oh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Oh, my God. You guys got to see that this on YouTube. Nerdy... Oh, you got to see this on YouTube. The... Did you know he was – sorry. I got to do this. Did you know he was cast in Knocked Up? Yeah, Knocked Up. Yes. That, that movie with Judd Apatow. And I can't remember the girl's name. Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl, right. And he was supposed to play the part before Seth Ro- – yeah, I'm saying right, right? Seth Rogen. Right. And what happened was there's a blowout on set. It's on YouTube. You got to pull this up. It's fucking great. Where he just loses his shit and Judd Apatow is like, well, fuck you. No, fuck you. And he walks out of the stage. And oh, next thing you know, as I remember back, oh, Seth Rogen's supposed to. He's doing the same scene because they fired his ass and they brought in Seth Rogen. And that is fucking tremendous. Unbelievable. These guys are such 
dicks at times on stage. And I didn't realize that because I always wanted to wonder why. What the hell was going on on stage? It was a hostile work environment. And you see and these... actors never let this stuff get out. <laughs> no. Like, because when if Christian you see Bale... a couple of those scenes, you realize these guys, and not only guys, the, the girls do it too. You realize how fucking horrible they are. And when uh, Christian Bale's rant got out, uh, you should look it up. It's almost like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, who the fuck are you? Because the rant gets out, and then all the interviews after that are all the actors saying, it was so unfortunate what happened to Christian. He's a consummate professional. So unfortunate. He's so nice, and he's so humble. You mean so the fact humble. that he snapped, and he came back to uh, American, uh, was American? Um, to be fair, though. Psycho, when he wanted to fucking stab the guy for walking on his set. Give me a fucking To break. be fair, though, if I was on set for 18 hours, trying to shoot one fucking scene, and a guy was... Was flashing a fucking light in my eyes. Oh, oh, really? I I'm paying snap. you eighteen million dollars to do the fucking part. Fuck you. I might snap. You might. Snap. I might snap. Yep. Okay, let's see. Let's see if Constant I start. Professional. Fucking. Consumer professional. I'm doing this shit for free. I am gonna snap. But at least he didn't. <laughs> at least he didn't have a fall from grace. I remember the hardest one watching. One of my heroes, Nicolas Cage, because I grew up right around the time, right around the time when, when I was really, when I was really getting into film. I, know I saw he has IRS problems, but God. Well, no, that's what. I saw National Treasure 1 and 2, and that was really his heyday. Yeah. Where he had all the stock in the world. Everyone was like, Nicolas Cage is my shit. Yeah. He was like almost Liam Neeson level of badass. I would say so. And then the IRS thing happened and just, shoom, he started making cut rate movies. Island, 17 homes, 100 cars, and fuck you, IRS. Yeah, he didn't think taxes applied to him. No, they come for you. And the funny thing was, he started doing... It, it was a slow. It was like a roller coaster yeah. stuck in slow motion. Yeah. Because at first it started. <laughs> it's it's the, it's the, the wooden coaster goes. Chee, chee, yeah. Chee, he started chee, doing chee, low chee, budget chee. movies that were released in theaters. <laughs> you know, he yes. started doing Ghost Rider too. Yes. He did that like really bad action movie. Where he was well, you know what it was in the eighties? It was direct to video. Uh, now showing on the big screen, Nicolas Cage. And now we see on Netflix every month a Nicolas Cage yeah. movie comes out. And yeah, I'm just we like, counted. We counted that one day, and it was like seventeen movies on Netflix. We pulled up and we were like, "Let's see how many." And 17. it's just my heart like breaks every time I see it because I'm hey, like, "Hey, you know what? Everybody's got to pay their uncle." Fuck you. That's what he said. You want your shit. He had to sell off his homes. He had to sell a lot of shit. And he's been doing like a ton of Do you think Nick Cage still fucks? What do you mean still fucks? Still gets laid? Yeah, you think he'd still pull it? Oh, he still gets laid. Really? You think think he's getting laid? I don't know. It depends. Like how 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 easy is it for stars to get laid? I don't know. I've never Uh, been uh, in the tens. Are they tens or are they sixes? See, that's now you're what I'm making saying. me feel. Well, probably it's a horrible thing. I would I say probably do. Omaha I'm, tens, I mean, not California tens. Oh, come on. Oh I'm come on. But you know what? Here's the scary part. If Alpin, if if and we've had this argument. If Steven Tyler can bang his, he's 70, 70 now. Yeah, can bang his thirty-one year old assistant and their boyfriend girlfriend, and you see Al Pacino looks like he's walking his granddaughter down the street, and it's then he's actually disturbing. It's disturbing, and he still no wants to see his. I mean, sun-spotted I mean, dick in the morning, and the dude's literally. I'm no nothing special. I don't take my shirt off at the beach either, folks. But I'm not Al Pacino with uh, a 27 year old something. This dude, he's walking out in a full suit because he doesn't want any. Could part you of just Photoshop. imagine Al Pacino, 75, no. hunched over no. you, and just fucking? Uh, <laughs> no, no, oh, no, no. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go shit, there. Dude. I don't want to go there. But anyway, well, no, like we, we went down this bad rabbit hole. At Sorry. least with Arnold, he maintained a semi semi formal body where he, he stays in the gym at least he stays fit arnold's not but he's older shape. he's like 60 something and steven tyler steven tyler was on joe rogan recently i was like this yeah guy, he's doing okay 
It, dude, he's got he's got roach DNA. I, call um, it. I was gonna say he's this roach. This DNA. guy drank heroin through a fire hose. How did he not die? Uh, some people, if you dropped a fucking bomb, Steven Tyler would crawl out from underneath the cement r- rubble, and he'd still be walking around. People were talking about that with Mick Jagger too, where mm-hmm. yeah. he was giving an interview. Not only Mick Jagger, who's the guitarist? I can't remember the guitarist from his group, but there's uh, he's from Staten Island. My wife knows who he is, but um, he was giving an interview, and he was like, "I honestly don't know how I'm alive." Oh, sure. Because everyone else in his partying ring is dead. Dead, now, absolutely. From ODs. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about how, like, just the flagrant abuse of everything, where they would take antidepressants, pain pills, and then drink a fifth yeah, but, of vodka. But you know what? You know what? You know what shows one thing? And I know that this is a terrible segue, and I'm not going to make a segue, but they did drugs, but they'd eat them for days. So they did intermittent fasting. <laughs> The new health kick. The new health kick. Dude, they were ahead of their time. You, because you that's numb what they, they didn't with eat. the painkillers. You and they pop the eat. antidepressants they to keep you up. they didn't eat for fucking months. They didn't eat, man. Well, that's what Steven Tyler said. That's how they kept skinny on tour. Oh, sure. Because you're going from speed, place to place. Speed, coke, you, heroin, downer, speed, coke, heroin, uh, downer, speed, coke, heroin, downer. And that's what he did. Other musicians have talked <clears> about this where they actually like gain like 20 to 40 pounds on tour because you literally can't eat help but eat out. Unless you, you hire can, a chef. You can, but you have to be fucking rich. I was going to say, I mean, unless you're I mean, Beyonce you're, where you can travel exactly, with a horde of people. Like Paul McCartney does. He has but a vegetarian. But not all bands are like that. Even no. like even, Bruce Springsteen does even that. All those, Billy Joel. One, even top 100. Billy Joel doesn't tour, I'm sorry. Even top 100 rappers can't afford that. No. I no, think there are many people can do that. But you can still, I mean, here's a fat man telling you to make better choices. <laughs> I was going to say, the discipline is... The discipline, it's fucking amazing. (laughs) Listen to me, I'll do my special later. It's just calories in, calories out. (laughs) It's a piece of cake. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) literally. No, but yeah, I mean, it's just just horrible to see these guys go down and and you finally see just what people are talking about. I'm telling you, you got to search these two videos. Matt Damon actually has one out there too. Matt Damon. Oh boy. He's the guy whose stock is high right now, but he's had... He said peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. Him and also um, uh, Ben Affleck was another guy. Fucking peaks and valleys. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. The wonderful Mr. Ripley. Uh, Yeah. Uh, The Martian. He's still riding The Martian. He still is. Great movie. And he just did the the other movie he just did where they shrink him. Uh, Oh uh, fuck! I completely forgot the movie. But it didn't do well in theaters. I'll tell you this. Okay. I fucking I never want to see The Martian again. Why? Because I would always, every time I would come in on it's you great, watching a movie oh, 18 times. for a solid three month span. Yes, guys. He, he watched The Martian so many fucking times. Guilty as charged. It actually tore a hole in my in your soul. fucking soul. It should. Because I fucking was brutal. I, I see Matt Damon when I close my eyes doing oh, yeah. the monologues. It was a great fucking movie. But I do that with everything. I did that with Gladiator. I did that with... We just talked about Highlander. I did that with The One. Jet Li's The One. I watched that fucking... Oh, oh you God. see? I could do the movies that I've done forever. And I could fucking quote lines to you. Master and Commander was another movie I did for fucking ever, too. You know? I Do, do you think it's getting to the point, though, where we're not going to see those kind of, like, high-rise stars anymore? <sighs> trying to think where it's like who's hot right now anything they touch it. turns to gold the rock the rock is like Dwayne the Johnson only guy is the guy right now he's the fucking guy he's, anything he touches he shits gold literally it's so you, you could film him taking a shit and it would it would sell it'd make hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> i'm serious he, well, see, the, he he name another guy that just put out a shoe line he's got a brand new shoe sold line. out sold out he till june 28th you can't a get sport, a fucking sneaker for under armor a sports brand a celebrity has the highest selling, selling merchandise out of anybody. Basketball players, I'm football players. Sure they have Kevin Durant too. Yes, which is no, no, they do. But think about 
that. And you can't touch his shoe. Uh, we're we're the end of May right now for 30 days. His Nothing gym bag expected. was sold out for a year. Yeah. People talked about that. Every time it would release, it would just automatically sell out. Yeah, and it's 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 okay. It's okay. It's it's, it's not it's not a crazy thing. sneaker. It's okay. It's like when people buy Supreme hoodies. You're yes. buying it for the hype and to support yes. the brand. Yes, which is fine. No, if you like it, I'm not going to make fun of which it. Which I don't know why everyone I mean, clowns on Supreme guys who buy Supreme. Hey, it looks good. Yeah. And you're supporting the brand. Yeah, but if you fucking like it, fuck everybody else. Yeah. You, if you like something, you like and it. You know, partially, it's, it's like making fun of somebody who has a tattoo, particular tattoo. No, but it's not your fucking buying tattoo. nice fuck clothes you. is. <laughs> it's like why you buy a Beamer so that you drive a Beamer and everyone knows you own a Beamer. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where it's like that's you buy Supreme so everyone knows you wear Supreme. Yeah, but I don't give a shit. It's part of that brand. See, I'm different because I work for a living. I have to buy something. That yeah, lasts. not this, not like this millennial cook. Yeah, yeah. cook generation. Wow. Just a bunch of pillowheads. These guys, well, p- p- people who just want to. I only want to work three days. I don't want to work any more than that. I value my time. I'm it's, a social it's, media it's, strategist. It's just. <laughs> I swear to God. Is that right. a fucking job? I'll tell this story. I'm pretty sure I might get in trouble for it, though. Don't tell it. No, no, no. No, tell, no, no, you, no. no, I don't want to no, hear no, it. No, no, no. Here we no. go. Okay. I'm, I'm social media. I was, in a medi- I was in a meeting, right? Um, no, don't do it. I don't want you to get in trouble. Don't do <laughs> no, it. No, no. I was in a meeting, and I won't I say where. Said. I won't say where. They're going to know. X Corporation. Oh, awesome. X Corporation. Yeah, you at. do this, you never get hired. <laughs> All right. I was at X Corporation. X Corp. And they asked us, uh, just a randomly selected people, awesome. to give feedback on a marketing campaign. And there were uh, a bunch of different suits They don't there. want. They, when, when a boss asks you if they want feedback, they never want the truth. There were a bunch of suits yeah. there. And, oh, I, and everyone just started. We all started shitting on this marketing campaign. <laughs> and little did we know the social media strategist who made the campaign is, standing there. is right there. And yep. down the line are all of her bosses. Yep. So I was like, wow, this chick is really going out to defend this campaign. Oh, yeah. And she was, like, fielding all the questions, like, yeah. firing back, like, well, I actually think it's a pretty snazzy hashtag, like, and all this shit. And we were just like, nope, sucks. Because <laughs> it, it, it was a randomly selected review. I understand. I understand. And, <laughs> but you have to know at work, uh, your boss never really wants to man, know Man, you're so fucking Bruce Springsteen salt of the earth. Who, me? Yeah, when it's, it comes it's, to... It's fucking true. Nobody ever really wants to know the truth. The problem is... Is I have a problem. I always fucking tell people what they don't want to fucking hear. Yeah, it's, you don't want to be that guy. No, but I am, and that's un- my unfortunate fucking burden. People are always like, "Really? What do you see?" Think? No, I, if we're gonna I break into ho- if we're gonna break into Hollywood with the podcast, we need to make our brown our, our brown nosing ability shoot uh, it's up. Just terrible. Time. You know, because I'll be like Steven Spielberg. Hey, fuck you. Oh, if a let's movie talk about is that. Released, if a movie is released on streaming networks, guess uh, guess what? Fuck you. It can be nominated in, at Cannes and for an Oscar. Well, fuck you, Stephen King. Let's talk about that. Because yeah, I'm he, never going to get that interview. He went off in the news recently Hell yeah. saying that he thinks it's ridiculous yep. that streaming movies, movies made on Netflix, should even be in the same breath yes. as cinematic movies that cinematic go to the big screen. released uh, movies. So you know what Netflix did? Fuck you, Steven. Fuck you. <laughs> what they did is they bought a studio. They bought a French studio over in France. And any movie they think that might even have a chance of being nominated. I they, can. I can. Sundance. Any, anything. Uh, independent. Uh, independent. Um, 
independent film or whatever whatever award, they'll actually put it up on screens in a minimum amount, a minimum release. It's called minimum release, so that those things are actually really interesting. Um, yeah, two week release. It's kind of like when Tarantino did a road show with the, the yes. ridic- um hate the hateful eight. Yes. He went around doing this road show, which is uh, – Kevin Smith did the same thing with his yes, movie with Yoga Hosers. Yeah. Well, he, they, they used to do it before in the old days. I didn't mean interrupt you to make money. So what they did is they went from – they would actually rent out theaters and split the money with the people in the theater and go from town to town to town. And that's how they made their money. And everyone said it was super badass because you would have a Tarantino talk. You'd yes. see his movie and then he'd field questions and you would get like a commemorative poster and you got to see it in this wonderful like 70 millimeter theater. And yeah. I'm like, that sounds fucking awesome. It does. And I'm glad Netflix is just like rubbing Spielberg's face Oh, in they it. are. They're What's like, up, well, bitch? We're going to do a, a two-week limited release so you can go fuck yourself basically. And and, and not not to shit on him. And I'm, not, I'm sorry to keep going. You know, but here's the thing. You date yourself when you do that, okay? Uh, I'm 50-something. I'll admit it. I don't give a fuck. But you have to keep up with the times. Guess what? Not all shit is perfect that's made. It's going right to the fucking screen. It's not. Some good shit is going to be made someplace else. Get Out, a perfect example. Some Mudbound, another another movie that was critically acclaimed. And as soon as Spielberg opened up his mouth about this interview, uh, about what do they think about streaming services producing movies that are nominated for awards, he took a shit on it and everybody at Cannes and every place else took a shit on it too and they were they were bounced. So Netflix and a couple of the other streaming, Amazon, Amazon was another one that had uh, that got nominated for what is it? Uh, not Mystic, uh, the one with Casey Affleck. Fuck. Look that up. Look that oh, up. I have no clue. Oh, uh, well, he did He did one where he actually won an Oscar, and that was from Amazon. And that's where they were asking the question. He took a shot. Oh, was it Manchester by the Sea? Manchester by the Sea. I'm Thank a you. fucking legend. Yes, dude. you are. That was very, Holy very shit. Good. Did you see me? I was just staring at you yeah, blank-faced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scanning through the yeah. archives, but, but that's that's the picture, and he was so fucking bitter. And he's and I'm sorry, Steve, but you come across that's like a like, bitter fucking old man when you do. That's that. like a guy coming out and saying, you know, blockbusters the shit. Fuck all this Netflix oh, yeah. DVD no, no, shit. It's true, it's Remember true. when they were millions yeah. of the houses yeah. and everyone was like, nah. I remember you're not going to be able to do that. You're you not can't gonna be compete able to with that. Blockbuster, man. Yeah. People no, are going to steal the DVDs. Yeah. People, and then everyone was like streaming. All oh, the internet could cut out. Internet is terrible. <laughs> and here we are. And sure enough, within a year, I saw a franchise die. Yeah, they were. They had sponsored a Super Bowl. They were on the side of stadiums, and now they're down to three franchises in Alaska. That is out of this world. Out of this world. So I think you're seeing Spielberg. And plus, that's his competitor. Why would he hype up his competitor? I kind of get where he's coming from. He's not hyping up. He's taking shit on it. He owns a studio (laughs) that runs counter to Netflix, runs counter to streaming. So, of course, he's going to come out and say, fuck that streaming bullshit. We're making real movies at DreamWorks. We're making these real pictures. Yeah, but here's the scary part. Uh, Who do you think is more viable right now? Uh, Disney or Netflix? Bottom line, (sighs) money-wise. No clue. Netflix is. Really? Yeah, they're, they're per capita. More than the House of Mouse. More than the House of Mouse right now. The last word that I received two days ago is they were within $2 million. And then I got an alert on my social media, like I think this morning, that they had finally passed. Netflix, get this, fuckers. The worldwide channel is now worth more than fucking Disney, the Mouse House. Oh, my God. Walt Disney's rolling in his cryogenic chamber right now. Yeah, I'm sure. Rubbing up against gold coins. I feel bad for the fucker. Well, he might have when not. When they bring back he his was very He was very anti-Semitic. I bet he didn't like gold coins. <laughs> wow. We're not going to go All there. Right, that one's a little – that was a little tough. It was, it was a little bit bad. Had to give you the fast pitch there. <laughs> it's true though. You know, 
I'm, it's true. I it's think true. that it's amazing that Netflix can take over a giant like that, especially with all well, the. I mean, here's the scary part, man. Uh, they've just seemed to do everything right. They came up with a better model. Everybody rolls their movie out and, and hopes the blockbuster, uh, the blockbuster payoff is good enough. In other words, they're going to earn what they need to earn to cover the fucking movie. They flipped it on ahead. They go, no, I'm going to get 20 bucks from every fucking slob sitting on his every couch. Month. Every month. And I'll put out content and occasionally I'll roll some shit out in the theaters and I'm going to make billions and – if I had told you 20 years ago there'd be somebody worth more than fucking Disney, you'd have told me to go fuck myself. Yeah, I would have. And that's I would have been like, part. okay, you're, you're high shit. as a kite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you need a drug test. That's, yeah, what exactly. they, that's what you would have said to me. But it's fucking true. And it's because they've they've wormed themselves into every household. In the every US. household. Every household. I talk to I all am, my friends. It's the universal thing that everyone I has in Netflix. I am shocked whenever I talk to somebody at work. And, and I go, hey, hey, because I always tell people, you know, I just saw this movie. It's pretty good. Or, this series is pretty good. You should check it out. And then they go, oh, I don't have Netflix. I'm like, Phew. really? Dude, that's happened to me once. I thought they were like really? an alien. I, I, I did. I dropped no. my phone. I was uh, like, oh. It's not like that. Are, 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 were you invaded? Are you a pod that was taking over? A human <laughs> I was thinking- soul or something? Because <laughs> I'm sorry because every human that I – I mean very rarely do you bump into someone that does not have and and Hulu is becoming the next one behind them because they've overtaken uh, because they've offered a live TV service better than Sling better than Sling and in my opinion it's just me I tried Sling I tried Hulu and I think it's the next next up and comer I really believe that but and it's it, the, now the three the streaming wars in my opinion until Disney rolls out their Disney Go. Right now, it's Netflix is the winner. Yeah, you know, and they won war. the nuclear arms race. They did. They have this w- is this is America post Cold War. It is. They're just sitting in the bank vault. They have all the nukes. We have all the gold. It's, it's yeah. Over. I just want to know who's who's Trump and who's Putin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whose yeah. button is bigger? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the scary part in that world because we talked about streaming wars. I mean, over a year ago, who was going to come out on top? And even a year ago, if I told you Netflix was going to be worth more on a stock ratio sheet per, you know, per per capital earnings, whatever that is, I, I don't know the exact phrasing. If I told you Netflix was going to be worth more than the company that bought Star Wars, you tell me to go fuck myself. Yeah, and it's but true. here's the thing: I think you know it's going to be even grosser, right? What? How this war might end might be actually one of those crazy corporate mergers. Right, where just Netflix ends up giving Hulu a reach around and pulling them in to the corporation. Yeah, but here's you want to know the scary part. What? Here's the scary part. Disney actually owns a percentage of Fox. I heard about that. Who Guess owns Hulu? Who owns part of Hulu. So it's like, oh yeah. fuck. So that's the reason people are like, well, how are they still having? Some I don't of their think stuff? they're the ruling stake in Hulu. No, no, or Fox. What the, 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 but what they're actually doing is, I think they're going to send their our content there. You'll never see Disney Go have our content. You always see them farm it out to other people, and and you know, hey, the world's going to change. It might change, but that's the scary part. That you know what? But that'd be it's even a more genius because it is. then you're not even competing with Netflix. Netflix is paying you millions of dollars to show your content. Yes. Because oh, you do, you want to get yes. the kids right? Yes. Well, good luck doing that without Moana, Frozen. That's true. No, it's absolutely a fucking fact. How are you going to come up with – Netflix has yet to come up with something more catchy than do you want to build a snowman. Yeah, they are lacking they, – they are putting out content but not quite the type of content. Because Netflix has won over – Netflix has won over adults but Disney has won over children. Disney will always have always – They have always the have kids. kids. And, it's, and here's the thing. You think they've won over the adults – 
Incredible Twos is coming out this year. You watched that when you were a kid because I fucking taught you. Three times in the theaters, baby. I took you. Three times. And I'll never forget it. It's it's not only one of your favorites. It's one of our family's favorites. So people will constantly watch those Pixar and those Disney classics forever. I was sitting in the movie theater with my friends. And the trailer for Incredibles 2 comes out. And there's uproarious cheering. Fuck yeah. Cheering. Because it's all people around my age who, Absolutely. when they first saw The Incredibles, they were like eight years old or nine years Absolutely. old, losing their shit like, oh my God. Because it's it's the, it's it melds Disney family life with superheroes. Absolutely. They come together in a way yeah. that actually works. Think, and, and there's another classic that does that too. Why do you think Jurassic World is doing so well? Oh, it's you got to so remember good. that movie's been going on through your childhood. I took you to all four of those I fucking pictures. I remember seeing the original, the original one. I took one. you guys to those over and over and over. Da, da, and, and, and then what da, was it? It da, took like an eight-year break. I think it was eight years break. Then it comes back and to become back, the second highest grossing movie. Billion dollar earner. What, was it the second or third? Second. I think it was second. I want to say it was He second. made so much fucking money with that movie. And here's the scary part. There, you know, Spielberg, I just shit on him for shitting on other people. But he's like, well, fuck you, pay me because he's the man that owns that. You know what? I mean, it'll always be one of his products. So you can go off and make it and do whatever you want with it. But the bottom line is he's still getting a fucking check. Spielberg's still better than the majority of old. I did not see Ready Player One, so I don't know. You I think he's it. still better than a lot of the old guard filmmakers. He's better than Lucas. I think he's better. George lost his mojo. He really did. He did. After the original trilogy, he started doing really wonky projects. And then it just felt like he was just trying to make more money. It felt like he had lost the... I think he revitalized the product and then dumped it. Yeah. It's my opinion. I know it's not. A, but think about it. Uh, nobody was talking about Star Wars for more than 20 years. He produced three pictures. People took a shit on it. The last one was the best of the option and then and dumped it for, what, 4 to $6 billion to Disney. Yeah. They were happy to get it. And everybody goes, you're out of your fucking mind. You'll never make it back. They've already produced. They've already made their money back. Well, a lot of Star people Wars. always like give directors shit. And I'm, I don't envy directors at all. They have some of the hardest jobs in film. After seeing what happened. Christian Bale, uh, Mike Sierra, and Matt Damon 100%. on YouTube. And on not YouTube. only and to be a director and to work those crazy hours and to deal with all the uh, celebs and it's pressure, acting man. jobs and all it's this. It's not only that. Uh, you and have to. It's a two year two year commitment of. It's usually a two year commitment of your life and. Uh, someone you have a three hundred million dollar budget, and if you're not making nine hundred million bucks, you're a fucking loser. And Tarantino talked about this, where you have to be hungry to be a good filmmaker. You have to be wanting to grind yeah. and get it done. And he's talking about like guys who are still hungry right now. J.J. Abrams is still hungry yeah. to be an amazing the filmmaker. The next up and comer. Right We've compared him before in previous shows. And to I, Spielberg. I didn't see that hunger anymore with George Lucas. That hunger to make something amazing. No. no. And J.J. Abrams is that guy right now who's willing to put in 18-hour days. And he kind of talked about it where he was like, this is my life. It's, it, it, But you know what? Very rarely do uh, you get uh, a person together with their passion and to something they're great at. You and know what I mean? You, usually it, you could be passionate about something and suck and we're not – you know. <laughs> You know, it happens. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and, it's every guy just, who wants to go and become an actor. Every girl wants to go become an actor. Uh, yes, some I would, people, that's a great analogy. Some people wholeheartedly want to do that but suck at acting yeah. Yeah. and don't have the natural ability. No, but they'd sell their soul to just get on camera and people yeah. have. I mean, it's a fact. And w- it's just so interesting to me to see all of these films come out with these directors and some – like the visions are getting so cloudy now. And What do you mean cloudy? I don't understand what you mean. I mean, I mean, we've definitely we've definitely swayed away from 
uh, non-fictional into fictional. And I'm kind of okay with that. But but uh, directors don't really have autonomy anymore. Like J.J. Abrams was talking about that. He feels like no, he's you, one of the last ones who can no, actually make creative I, yeah. changes. No, because you want to know why. If you want creative, you're going to do what – what Peel did, you're gonna do. Uh, what uh, uh, John Krasinski, Krasinski did. thank you. I couldn't think of his name. You're gonna do. You're gonna go to Bloomhouse. You're gonna ask for three and a half to five million dollars. That's one of the most. I think that's one of the most entertaining studios yes, right now. They are the, uh, more than any because other studio. They are on the because Jason edge. Blum, Blum the fucking edge. Jason Blum is willing to fund interesting ideas yes. that are risky. Absolutely, and and you know what? He's won. You can say what the fuck you want, but when he spends five million dollars and he's getting a, a thirty times return on it, you can't. It's not, and he keeps continually doing it. Okay, it's a fluke if it's once. It's lightning can hit strike twice, but fuck you when I call it four or five times. And this dude continues to do it. He continues to do it. You can look back in his history where he's 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 thrown five million dollars down on something. Of course, he's had some. You know, dead banks too, but um, he can throw five million dollars down on something, and, and it's it's a ten time winner. But not having that autonomy, I mean, the director of Thor Ragnarok, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Yeah, he Australian talked about dude. it. He said it was almost impossible for him to fuck up because oh, yeah. Marvel has all the supportive staff around him. Absolutely, he was like, I was almost directing in a vacuum and you could only make so many decisions because it had to go through so many people's eyes when you send script changes when you send scene changes when you change themes of the movie right. it goes to 12 different people 12 different executives and then from that it gets disseminated to the producers right then you go to the writers and then they have to rewrite it it's, it's so controlled that he said it was this huge working machine no, it's definitely true. He got these snapshots where he was able to put himself into the movie and craft it, but he was like it was almost an on-rails experience that he had. Whereas other filmmakers, it's pretty much their vision. Go, shoot where you're going to shoot, and then we'll find it on the editing table. We'll find the voice. Yeah, but if you want – it's it's one of two ways. Either you want to make a, a billion-dollar blockbuster with a huge budget and have no, uh, and no, no me, autonomy – Whatsoever. I, I get having no or, autonomy because – Or if you want to be Jordan you, Peele and you want to tell everybody to go fuck, fuck themselves or Joe Kaczynski if I'm saying his name right and make your own fucking movie and not have anybody judge you, and, then you're going to take a – you're going to make it on a $5 million budget. And I get why these studios are putting directors on rails. I wholeheartedly get it because when you're putting up $200 million and you yes. give autonomy and you don't supervise, you get John Carter. Yes. You get a movie that flops tremendously. Or Valerian. Valerian. And almost another crashes one. your whole oh, yeah, studio to did. the ground. It did. It, it, and, it burns into the ground. And when you pay $200 million and it flops, there's no coming back from that. No, there's not. There's not. So I completely understand Marvel being like, okay, we're right. going to make you make these many decisions, but you make this fucking movie. And we're going to be standing over your shoulder making sure it's quality we call, control. We call that the Kennedy effect in Star Wars where she's like, she'll fucking fire you in a heartbeat if she doesn't think it goes along with the realm or uh, – The content. Continuity. The, con the continuity or the concept. Even though Star Wars retcons more than any other series. What do you mean retcon? Retcon is where you go back and you fill in a plot hole with a description. Oh, okay, yeah. So they'll go back and they'll change things. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, we'll change that. Into like, something else. They threw out all the canon in the books. They retconned it all. Yeah, but who gives a all shit? All these novels came out that were supposedly Yeah, but nobody canon. told them to write fucking novels. George didn't write those fucking You know novels. what's going to be hilarious? There was probably one of those guys, right? There's probably one super nerd who made his whole life's work oh. devoted to writing the canon in these Absolutely. novels. He probably wrote like 20 of them 
only to have George Lucas pull down his pants and just shit all over his chest. Absolutely, because when he decided after taking 20 years old off and not making a movie, all those people were writing stories. It's like Star Trek. Star Trek forever. They've had you know other stories with Spock and but Kirk and everything is, else. At least Star Trek has given some credence to those other properties and hasn't – because I don't read them. I couldn't tell you. Oh, honest. no. I don't either. Yeah. Because, so. you know, I'm not – you know, I hey, like women. Hey, hey, I'm social. Hey, I have four kids. <laughs> My wife's pretty. Fuck you. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> even though I don't read those things, I think it's important for the culture of a fan base. Yeah. And one thing Star Trek has been good at doing is keeping that fan base entertained yes. with those side projects and with those novels. And they get into it with the dolls and all that stuff. I, I get do. That. And I, I, you heard me go on and on and on about the new Star Trek series. Whereas a lot of Star Wars fans feel left behind. I know this is kind of a, a, a topic shift, but a lot of Star Wars fans feel left behind now. Yeah, but it's a different generation. If they don't appeal and capture a new generation, they're fucked. You're telling me it didn't feel soulless when they blew Admiral Akbar out of the bridge of the ship in The Last Jedi with no explanation. Right. How many times have you seen me rewatch that movie? None. Thank you. That's just how it goes. And uh, it was beautifully it shot. It, it was, was one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen, cinematically. Yes. Ryan did a great job with that movie. But the story. And I would have made changes. It's not. Uh, you don't bring in a character at last minute and give her the decisive plot twist to give her life for a concept. And Star Trek, I'm just going to tell you this you right now, Star Trek would have never done that. They would have never done it they to would have never. They would have never done it to Pike. They would have never done it to a lot of characters in Star Wars. You're because right. they pay that deference to the fans who have been there. No, no. That, to that the part. Trekkies who have stayed with them. They have those fan service moments. And I feel like no, Star Wars is I losing will. those fan service moments. Yeah, they don't care because they're I – I, I don't know if they don't care. I just – right now they're trying to make money. You know, I call it the uh, – they're feeling the UFC – Fuck you, pay me crunch right Where now. WME bought the UFC yes. for $4 billion, billion. And now they're just like, fuck, we just spent $4 billion. Yeah, it's, Make it, money now. It, it, I had that equation in my head when I bought my first house. I went from paying $615 a month to double that for my first mortgage. And I'll never forget the day we bought your sister home. And I'm sitting there on the front thing, not on the back back deck of the house. And everybody in the house, you could hear my wife's family. My mom was there. Everybody was like, oh, my God, this is such the greatest thing. And my buddy Phil was the best man in my wedding. walked around and me a bill and he goes what's up bud and he goes hands me a bill and hands me a beer and he goes he goes what's up and he go and i just looked up and he goes oh yeah how are you gonna make that payment huh yeah no fucking shit and i think that and i think studios are dealing with that too absolutely because you just spent four billion dollars and you're investing so much in these movies you must be pulling your fucking hair out if you're an executive why do you think they fired the and directors i feel before? like i feel like it's so easy for critics and it's so easy for fans to give these executives shit Right, but you're not going to have to be like they always get shit for being out of touch and not knowing what's hip. Yeah, but and you not know being what? edgy. You, you said it, John Carter. John Carter was edgy. John, John Carter, Carter was different. They, they John thought Carter. That, they thought that movie was going to be a five picture series. It cost with its own mythos. Oh uh, yeah, the, the, uh, you know how many they they axed an entire they closed down the division after that fucking movie came out, and CEOs lost their fucking jobs over that picture. Do you want to know why? Because John Carter came out and it was edgy and different. But not in good ways. It went in all the wrong directions. It was a steaming no, pile of garbage. No, no one quality control. But here's it. the scary part. You know what? Uh, they call Valerian the, the the next John Carter. Now I watched oh, Valerian. Fun. No, no, I watched it. It was not a bad movie. It was actually better than John Carter. To be honest, it was with pretty you. good. It not, was nowhere it, it near two hundred million dollars worth of entertainment. No, it was a. It was visually stunning and and a good story, but it had flaws. Flaws that. That just don't work in today, and and, and I enjoyed about, it. We talk about like the one thing I think people do 
have a honest gripe is that some movies lack substance. You can have a good story, you can have good action, it can be beautiful, but you can't inject substance and oomph. Yeah, but I don't always need substance. Sometimes I just want to go in the theater, sit down, and I want somebody you heard just me to say fucking, that. you know, you heard me say all that. over my face, neck, and chest. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You heard me say I don't want to hear it. You I heard just, me say that last yeah. episode where I was like, look, I'm fine with drinking the Kool-Aid sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes I need to look up. You do need something on screen. And be like, guys. Yes, you do. Now can we make an No, egg? no. Let's I, I need to go. I, I need to go. Maybe uh, one, two cotton candy. Okay, I'm sick of the fucking sugar. Give me some meat and potatoes. Give and me then, a good story. Give me a good story. I would totally agree with that. And I watch everything. People are going like, "Geez, you know, I watch movies that you'd have to give your man up card up for to stuff that's unbelievable. You know, ultra male and then feminine shit too. And I do. I watch. I watch pretty much everything. Um, but yeah. Uh, I like cotton candy, but some days you got to fucking reel it in and give me something yeah. that's worth watching. I want more shit like Arnold's, I'm always coming. Yeah. I'm always coming. Like, how ridiculous. <laughs> how silly is that? It's silly, but at the same time, you're like, oh, shit, that's hilarious. How is Escape a, Plan? It's a big how, oiled, how is Escape Plan? It's a big oiled up. Did you like Escape Plan? Yeah. Okay. Good. There you go. But it was the dumbest movie ever. Can we acknowledge that it's the dumbest movie ever? The guy breaking still being out of prisons. A prison on It's a supermax. On, on a tanker. On, the, on a On a tanker. tanker. Middle of nowhere. How do you know they don't have? We don't have a black ops prison like that. Oh my god! Yep. Thank We're you. getting into chemtrails. Eddie, 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 Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo. Thank you, Eddie. If you're fans of the Joe Rogan podcast, you know Eddie Bravo. Yeah, there you go. I made an Eddie Bravo reference. Every conspiracy. And you know what? It sails. It sails right to the edge before it falls off the flatter. <laughs> yeah, off the flatter. <laughs> It's all the government, man. It's all the government, man. Hang in there. No, but uh, seriously, I mean, you can make fun of some of the movies that you saw. And here's a perfect a perfect instance. Now, the last Rambo movie was fucking good. Wasn't it was it great. Okay. The one Guess in what? Manila where they're mowing down. They're mowing this. down people. And he was using that, uh, what was it, 50 cal? And blowing heads off bodies. And and he brought that fucker in under budget. It was entertaining. It was probably better than two or three of the past Rambo pictures. Hands down. And here's the scary fucking part. Guess who just got approved for Rambo, what is it, six? Uh, he's going to do the a version where he comes back to his fucking home, that ranch where you saw him walking on the fucking thing in Arizona, wherever it is. Uh, there's going to be a thing where he has to go across the border into Mexico as John Rambo looking for his friend who was kidnapped and taken into Mexico. He's helping out a wife who's lost her husband across the border. Well, there you go. Uh, just got just got to prove for it. Tell me you're not going to watch that fucking movie. I just, I'm in. I just can't wait until like we just keep watching these Sylvester Stallone movies <sighs> until it's ju- he just becomes a pair of biceps and Botox lips. You mean he did? Just walking biceps and Botox, dude. Lips. He's in better oh. shape than half of the Americans. I'm today. not shitting on him. You know, you know what I'm saying, I, I mean, he's got the best doctor and the best workout ethic, and probably diet on the face of the earth. Okay, he wins. Remember we were talking so about Sylvester the guys Stallone who wins? is at the top of your. Name Liz, a guy who's 72 that looks like him. Who could press you into gay sex. No. <laughs> He's at the top? No. no. I, what are we talking about gay sex? Where, where do we go there? I, I told you earlier. I, I didn't want to jump off that bridge. I told you earlier. No, no. Nick Cage was said, at my number two spot. Really? Until, the, until the IRS. Until the IRS down. came knocking? Yeah. No, no. Good. I'm not like that. But <laughs> You're not like that? No, no. I okay. won't even go there. But I'm just saying, I mean, these guys continue to win. Brad Pitt. MIT professor or NYU professor, 37 years old. She looks like a freaking model and she's a freaking genius. It's just hysterical to me when I saw it. I was literally sitting there laughing at work, going to myself, are you kidding me? This guy is just amazing. And look, look, at, look at George Clooney. He finds an international lawyer that looks like that. And he just leaves. He's like literally in Italy. Yeah. 
And, and, and did you hear he, he owns wa- his own island? Did you hear he wanted to run for president? Yeah, they're talking about this. He was like, "I'll, I'll try to run." Go back, go back and watch some of the ER episodes. First. I was going to say, really, "Wait a second, somebody's giving George. George a little too much credit." There. Wait a, a second, a little too much credit. But, but another guy. Name someone else who's winning. Twins, international lawyer. George Clooney. George Clooney. Here's Win. the thing. He Win. was he was so cool for like ten years, and then he realized. Wait how- a minute. Wait a minute. He's pause. not cool. No, pause. I'm getting to it. Yeah, you better get to Let it. Let me unravel. Most this. of Americas are going. Clooney. Clooney. Sit, Clooney. Sit Clooney, back, Clooney, Dad. Clooney. Sit back, Dad. Let me unravel this yarn for you. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Now I'm already in the yarn that puts him with uh, an international lawyer making millions. He owns uh, okay. uh, an island on Greece. Twins. He sold a tequila company that okay. he bought for for ten million for five hundred million dollars. Okay. Go. Okay, Dick. <laughs> okay, Ocean's Eleven come out right. Like he was, he was at the peak of his coolness. Okay, great Silver Fox. Yeah, he was doing the whole thing, and he hasn't aged since. I got then. a shit in green on my face, but yeah, God. he knew he was cool for like ten. He he was cool, and then he found out he was cool, and then he knew how oh, cool he, he was. Realized how cool he was. And then you know he, who taught him that? What? Brad Pitt. No, 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 no. Because Brad Pitt's <laughs> like he's like modest, cool about it. Where he plays you know why into he's it, modest? ironically. You know why? Because he's winning. He's stoned. He's stoned, yeah. He's <laughs> chill. Care. He's a roster, yeah. you know? But George Clooney, he's almost so pretentious. He's like, oh, do you know how cool I am? I drive Maseratis and fuck my Italian girlfriend. Did I Did I mention that I... I I benefit. I'm a humanitarian. I give all this money. There's to- again another interview we're never gonna get. And I'm hey, just like sorry. George Clooney. Sit the fuck. Like okay, bro. Okay, you win. Like we, you won. We get it. But you like, won. but you lose being cool by recognizing that you're cool. That's no. like the kid no. who acts no. like like an alpha and he becomes a beta by doing it. You know what I'm talking <sighs> no, about? No, I don't. I don't agree with that. There are very few times in my life. I mean, everybody's got that high school kid. They're always like, you know what? He gets the cool chicks. He gets the hot chicks. And you're, and he's a dickhead. But see, the difference is that dude in my high school, he peaked. I graduated. Then he's the janitor. Yeah. I Papa mean, John's. You know, and he's drinking a, a half a bottle of Southern Comfort Maker's every night. Mark. Yeah. yeah <laughs> getting yeah. fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's, instead of having a hot chick, he's spanking child support payments and alimony tour. You know, I mean, but that's the reality of it. Um, but you can't tell me Clooney didn't win, man. You just, it's just not going to happen. He won. You know? it's You know who else won? Well, we can go down this all day. Alec Baldwin won. Okay. Alec Baldwin's a different story. <laughs> I knew I could get this one. This is what I was thinking about. Alec Baldwin's a totally different okay. story. Did he that win? Man, he killed it on television. Yes, he did. He killed it in movies. Yes. He's dating a yoga instructor. No, he's married to he's a married yoga, to instructor. yoga instructor. Who cleaned up his act. And who has he lost four a ton kids away. with her now? I don't know. She's but pregnant with the fourth. Is she really? I think so. Unbelievable. And he killed the Baron Saskatchewan with uh, fucking a- Anthony pocket Hopkins. Knife. Pocket Oh, oh yeah, in the edge. I love that fucking. I movie. will kill the bear. What one man can do, another can do. Say it again. What one man can do, <laughs> another can do. Say it again. <laughs> no, but I just love that fucking movie. But yeah, I mean, he's another guy who fucking wins. You know, he's doing match game or whatever it fucking is with that skinny microphone. Yes. And it's getting great ratings. And they're talking about giving him another game show from the fucking 70s to do. Because he just sits there. He's one of those charming fucks. You know? Who, who you just listen to. Pause in the Alec Baldwin. You know who's been doing blow for a solid decade? Who? Just constantly high? Drew Carey. Drew Carey? He took his money and ran. He's been doing uh, The Price, Price is right. right. Absolutely. He made millions of dollars. He signed like a, a ridiculous a dec- deal I think with he him. did sign a decade deal. A decade deal. I, I and he's literally been like partying in Ohio for like- Forever. For literally I mean, 20 he, years. He, well, he realized that that Drew Carey show was only going to go on for so long. And when he got his chance at something that was never going to go off the air, he jumped in with both fucking feet and held on. And he did. You know, he Especially, his- he knew his looks were going- 
looks going. <laughs> he had looks, dude. He looks Did like you watch True he Crime. Looks like, I like that show. He looks like if you put Cleveland Tom Rocks. Arnold. He legitimately looks like if you put Tom Ho- Tom Arnold in a microwave for thirty minutes. Uh, Come on, dude. Tom Arnold, True Lies, or Tom Arnold now? Tom Arnold, uh, True Lies. Put him in a microwave. There you go. Right. Then you get Drew Carey. Because Tom Arnold, Drew was Carey actually... is about five years away from being Guado from Total Recall. <laughs> Guado. He actually looks okay. <laughs> I pulled up a picture of him. He's great a little bit. He actually looks pretty good. Guys, give him a look. But I mean, to be honest, um, yeah, there's a guy who I call him a worker. He's one of those guys that takes his lunch pail to work every day. He's gonna fucking oh, do his deal. Come on, he's going into a mansion. He's not a lunch pail, uh, nine what, to five. What's his net worth? Fuck you. Holy fucking shit. I'm going to look. You can how go down. Do, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. I am. I that, am. That's like when people Drew tell Carey me. Drew Carey net worth. You can tell me that The Rock is hard. Oh, oh, oh fuck. What's oh his God. net worth? $165 million. Exactly, bitch. All right. He's got no lunch Come pail. Come on, dude. He has gold shoes. What Holy are we doing? Holy shit. That's like when people try to tell me The Rock is a salt of the earth, down he's to earth guy. And I'm like, he's hardworking. But oh, come yeah. on, this man is worth oh like three hundred million dollars. No idea. He's sixty years old, born in nineteen fifty-eight. Oh, God, he's sixty. Sixty. Well, now I kind of feel like a dick. He doesn't Why? look that bad for sixty. No, actually, it's a good picture. Of him. I thought he was like fifty. You should pull it up. I know he's sixty years old, but he's worth one hundred sixty-five million dollars. He didn't. He got that all from doing the prices right. Had all to have. he had to had to have because that's when he got paid. That's paid. when he got paid. Not whose line is it? Nope. Anyway. He didn't get paid for that move. For that move. No, he got paid for. Uh, uh, $165 million, um, and I don't know how long he's Oh, been. he looks pretty good. He does look pretty good. I, I told you. He like a bloated shirt. Kevin James. Uh, yeah, we won't touch on Kevin James. I'm kind of bitter about him right now. Why? Because I think he's a fuck-off. I'm really pissed oh, at him. Oh, come on. He killed off his wife in season one. Now, here's a guy that, that was, was good. Was not. It was I, good. Oh, it worked out well for him. How's season, two, how's season three going on his new series? Oh, come on. How's it going? Oh, come on. What happened with season three? Like, that's her fault. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, that's his fault. How's season three? Did the filming start yet? Like, that's his fault. Did it, how's season three going? Leah Remini was his... Leah Remini. Leah Remini. Now, she's she's really good, but go ahead. I sounded like an old Jewish man. Yeah, you did. Leah Remini. Once in a while. And I I am a huge, huge fan of Kevin Smith. But it was his... Kevin James. Kevin James. Thank you. And Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith. But here's the scary part, okay? Here's a guy who was praying for a break when he got King of Queens, was was doing everything he could to stay on the air, touring, doing whatever he could, thankful, being nice to everybody coming up. And because he felt in season one like the chemistry wasn't absolutely perfect. So instead of hunkering down and working harder with this actress and maybe eating lunch with her and hanging out with her. And, and, and that's what he did with his other cast members. You can make a face, but ask I'm him. I'm Kevin James, bitch. I'm not eating with my co-star. Yeah, but that's the problem. Because he did eat with his co-stars and he did hang out with him when he was doing King of Queens. And what happened when he had a problem on this show? Uh, Kevin can wait. And he didn't feel like the chemistry. Instead of taking more time to work things out with the actress to make it gel better, fuck you, kill her off in a car accident. How did that work out? Brought in Leah Remini. Not that there wasn't the best chemistry on earth. That show is a fucking classic. Honeymooners, fantastic. Redo. Love the show. Huge fan from that. But instead of him the, You want to know how out, genius the King of Queens was? Oh, yeah. Remember when they actually did a Honeymooners episode, episode within King of Queens? Oh, absolutely. It's that was great, the most beautifully you know self-aware it, it, thing it, it, ever. It, it, I mean... Uh, 
For those of you guys who don't know, Honeymooners was a show, show yeah. about this guy. He was like a nine to five guy. He would come Drove home bus, and yeah. he wanted to bowl all the time. Yep, that's all he wanted to do was hang out with his wife and his friends. His friends lived downstairs. He lived upstairs. And his wife would give him grief about sure. shit. And it was and a funny show. It was it was a good show. It did really well for a long time, but they redid it. Kind of redid it. They never. I don't know if they'd admitted it. We're not, but redid the show, and Kevin Kevin James was the star of it. And, and uh, what I get mad at him for is I think he drank his own Kool Aid. Now, there's a guy. If you want to tell me, he realized he was cool and started taking himself a little too serious. And there's another interview. <laughs> Yeah. Gonna get. Yikes. I was nice talking to you, Kevin. Just cross it off yeah, the list. Cross it off Even list. though we're a huge fan of his huge work. Huge fan of his work. Shh. But I think if he had done it differently, that show might be on the air. Because I think, uh, to be honest with you, it was, it's a pretentious show. Not to throw you off. All right. I just found this young picture of Drew Carey, and he looks like the fucking Zodiac killer. Oh, he looks like shit. Look at this shit. I know. He looks horrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. He looks very Unabomberish. Yeah, he does. You know who he reminds me of? Uh, uh, Busey. Gary Busey. Yes. yes. A Gary young Busey. Gary Busey. Yeah, before, before the motorcycle and Coke. Yeah, before <laughs> the motorcycle lost his fucking mind. Yeah, he lost his mind and he's not right. God. But, um, you know, I had no idea Drew Carey was worth that much. But, I mean, if you're going to go crazy on Kevin Smith, I have a problem with that. I just think that he shouldn't. Kevin James. See, I did it again. And everybody does that to Kevin Smith all the yeah. time. Um, but I, I just have a problem with that because I think if he had done what he did when he was trying to make King of Queens as good as it was, to keep it on the air uh, and not drink his own Kool-Aid like you like like you said I'm cool now fuck you um, I think he'd still be on the air with his show you know and I and I'm sorry I think I think he fucked up because Lee Remini's uh, if you if you seen that show where he, she talks about um, debunk Scientology oh my god it's just and she got approved for another season. I lost her. I lost my fucking mind watching that oh show. Oh my god, it just blows your mind. I was just like, oh. oh my god. But watching that show, I was like, okay, now I understand yeah, how wait, people can wait, be. Wait, wait, can you guys hear that? They're going through my garbage again. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I was I, watching her show, I realized, okay, so this is how people get tricked into being Mormon. <laughs> wow, we weren't going there. We're not going to talk like I that. I got okay? it. I got it. Oh, right. now I understand. Oh, you know, fuck. it kind of makes sense because no, don't do if that. people buy into no, Scientology, don't do no, don't do you that. can definitely no. be tricked by those fucking. Oh no, 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 no! no short no. sleeve, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Short do sleeve it. looking motherfuckers. I can They're see. Okay, it. they're clean cut. They're just trying to spread the word. But it's okay. no, because they took Dude, the they go. took the Paragon path of Scientology. Scientology went negatively recruiting. And Mormons were like, all right, we're just going to be – You're making me uncomfortable. We're just going to be super nice to people and then convince them that Adam Smith found golden tablets from God. Wow. You know? I'm just going to jump. Can we have another topic in here? Oh, come on. Admit to me that that is not not ridiculous. I'm not going Just as ridiculous as Xenu (laughs) hiding souls within volcanoes. Hey, did you know they're (laughs) going to do a Chernobyl movie on HBO? They are. Uh, yeah, docudrama. Is a docu-series. It, okay, is it one of those like dramatization movies or is I it an actual so, documentary? I, that's something I'd love. Either what, Not a documentary because they've done a documentary. I've seen it where they I've actually, seen plenty of documentaries. Yeah, where they encase the whole thing in a sarcophagus that's cracked and there's radiology, ra- radiology, radiation leaking out into the earth. But There was that, a massive percentage of Ukrainian soldiers who died of cancer. Not only that. Well, not only them, children and also Malformations. Firemen. Well, did you ever see the picture on the front of the magazine? Is it? 
it is it is it Life magazine or a People Time, magazine? I think. Time with all the fire trucks sitting there in an open parking lot. They they've tested off the charts with Geiger counters and it's it's in the Ukraine. If and you, they're not wearing gear. Well, not that. This is just the, the they're rusting away. But here's the scary part. When they did the documentary and they were walking through and taking pictures, they opened the hoods of these fire trucks and diesel trucks and cars. All the parts are gone. People have come in and stripped the parts, and they were shipped all over Europe, with, and they are highly radioactive. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. How fucked up is that? It's really fucked yeah, up. Yeah, through the black market. They stripped all these vehicles down that tested off the charts with radiation, and now they're all over Europe. And it's just so messed up to me. And how many and, – and the cancer you're talking about that they've died from was a thyroid cancer. And they were going through and all the kids because they were born, being born with uh, holes in their hearts, and they were having thyroid cancer. So they were actually removing – thyroids and everybody who was born was having the surgeries and they were going over and doing those surgeries for everybody. But now uh, we've went through this. So I talked about the wolves of Chernobyl and yes. I, I thought it was a werewolf. <laughs> and I watched I it. I remember when you pitched that to me. I was like, what I, the I was fuck? so excited. I'm going to watch. It's called the wolves of Chernobyl. And I was like, you know, I was waiting for the fucking werewolves to come out like dog soldiers and shit. Turned out it was a real documentary saying that if the wolves are back, that the ecosystem has returned into the Chernobyl area. So it's I, so fascinating what's yeah, happening. The Earth is reclaimed. And I think it's area. something that HBO HBO does yes. so well with everything they do. Honestly, the production quality. After seeing Fahrenheit 451, a little slow, but the production quality is amazing by HBO. Yeah, I think they're going to. They spend never some good drop money the ball. It. Fahrenheit 451, you said was. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. We're it was gonna, good. We'll, we'll try and review it. Here's the thing. If you there. liked Fahrenheit 451, you'll really like the movie. Well, the reason why everybody's going to want to see it is because uh, Michael B. Jordan's in it. And Michael I will Shannon. find you. Michael Shannon. I will, I almost, I will, I find, will find him. Yeah, Mason here. Where are you, Mason? We need yeah. you. Um, and he does a great Michael Shannon impression. But um, that's the next one that HBO is going to do. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Because I would like to see because evidently that was like a, a very – progressive beach community and everything there on on the ocean and like over one night boom everything changed and the world folded in on itself and it's scary that is so breathtakingly fucked yeah god all right imagine chernobyl happened in like america where do you think it would happen what city would it happen in well we uh, did i ever tell you this story what about nine eleven? We ever talk about this? I was watching a documentary series on. 9/11. Oh, we talked about nine eleven. All the first responders dying. Not only of that, smoke inhalation. Well, not, that's and different. Not, well, not like that. that. Here's the scary part. Did you know they used? I want to believe it's the Hudson. They followed the Hudson. I want to say up, and where it comes up, uh, the Hudson does. They follow the river. I'm not sure it's Hudson. Anyway, they follow the river up, and as as they follow the river up, it goes to the Twin Towers, and that's how the the guys flying the planes knew where to go. Okay, on that river is the Indian Head nuclear power plant. All right, and they talked about if if and I, I hate putting this out on the internet because it scares me just saying it. If those guys had not crashed a plane into the Twin Towers, if they had taken two different strikes on the nuclear power plant right there, the tri-state area known as New Jersey, New York, and Delaware, and part of Pennsylvania would be uninhabitable. And that's how scary that is. That nuclear power plant, which is positioned, they flew by that power plant to go hit the World Trade Centers. Did you know that? That's pretty fucking scary. I had no clue. Yeah, that's an Eddie Bravo moment. All right, I'll tell you this. If I could <laughs> if I could pick a state where it would happen, yeah. it would probably be Louisiana. You know, with all those swamp people. It's a cursed state, really, because it's wow. a giant pot. 
Louisiana's okay. Uh, sorry to all of our fans of Louisiana. Holy shit. Louisiana's a giant pot, and everyone's surprised every year when it fills up with water and like fifty people drown. And I'm never surprised. You're literally building. You're thinking in New uh, Orleans. That's the only part. That's in Louisiana. I, it's that bayou really? area. Really? It's the bayou area. I know. I so know. I can just picture a nuclear power plant just going to waste See, out See, I'm there. not sure. I don't, I, they probably do, but I don't know if there's a nuclear power plant down there. Plus, it's not going to be out of the norm because but did you, children in the bayou already have third here's arms another, and malformations. Well, did you want to know another useless piece of information? You in my missed. Head? You missed. My incestual I did. cyclops. I, I joke. just went, I went with it. I just you completely tried it. missed. I it. did. I did. You're brushing over did, it. Did I tell you you need to submit them in writing again before the show? <laughs> I told You're you literally the once. government censoring my. Oh my god! But here's another useless piece of information. Do you know what the difference is between Texas and Louisiana? And it's not a joke. But you know what the difference is? Is this a one-liner? No, I told you it's not a joke. <laughs> I just, I that, just no, fucking said it's saying not it's a joke. not a joke is a great setup. For oh, a it's joke. not a joke. Okay. Well, the difference between Mexico, Mexico, between Texas and Louisiana is all the oil that comes in through the Gulf and is manufactured and and produced and turned into gasoline and other fuels in Texas, the money is taxed and it goes to the state. Louisiana, all their refineries and everything and oil goes through, does not get taxed by the state. They are not allowed to tax it, so they do not get the revenue from oil. As much oil, and this was about a decade ago I read this article, as much oil goes in through Louisiana through the middle of the country as goes to Texas to the West Coast. And if they were allowed to get the money that Texas gets, Louisiana would be one of the richest states in the Union. And how fucked up is that that they just take a, a – they, somebody just whipped it out and just all over their face, neck, and chest. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. But another useless piece of information in my head. But, but, but that's, that's true. true. It's fucked up. I told you it's a forsaken land. It is a forsaken land. <laughs> it is where I the do not want to wish a fucking <laughs> nuclear plant going. No, no, no. It is, the law, it is where lost souls gather. Awesome. The biggest thing that happens in your state is that true, once every true. year. What was that show on HBO? It takes place there. True, true Crimes? Yeah. Is that the one with Matthew McConaughey? Oh, uh, True Detective. True Detective. You are very good today. You are very, very good today. It's, but it's yeah, my job. It is. It is. Uh, since we're not pulling up pictures, bitch. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the big thing. Um, but it's it, they don't get the money. They're the treated biggest, like a, the redhead stepchild of the world. The biggest world. thing that happens in fucking Louisiana is that once every year, people swarm there to show their tits to strangers for beads. That's the biggest thing that happens yeah, in your great state. Food. I want to go there. That's lame. There. At least in Florida, in Florida, we have a headline every day where it's like, oh, something terrible happened today. You know, at least we have that. Well, Hawaii's beating us lately, so. They are beating us. You fucking believe what's going on. Pretty sure it's just going to split in half. A 6.9, because we were listening to Joe, JRE again, and they said as they were taking off, the pilot came on the, on the, on the aircraft. Oh, yeah, he was hunting in Lanai. Lanai. And an earthquake happened. 6.9 on the earthquake scale. Just as they got off the ground. Well, well, they lifted off, and the pilot comes on, and he could, they said that they could see shit shaking, and then the pilot goes, uh, Hawaii has now suffered a 6.9 earthquake. Uh, and we've lifted off just in time, folks. Congratulations. And they looked at each other like, holy fuck. Could you imagine you're taking off? It's right out of – It's a massive disaster. volcano. And they're saying it well, could have – it could potentially blow and erupt yeah. massive amounts of magma well, instead of this concentrated flow that they're Well, they're, it's actually – it's uh, four fissures – four four, oh, four four separate openings with 27 fissures that run from inland – on a third of the continent, on a third of that st- that that island, all the way to the ocean. Now, uh, they just had to shut down their 
their geothermal nuclear their geothermal ge- geothermal power plant because that's how they produce 25% of their electric there in that state is by geothermal they had to shut it down because it's 7 miles from the plant They're in they're in a bad state. I'll tell you this real talk, dude. I guarantee you cannot phase Hawaiian people. This guy was filming magma from a foot away. Oh, you saw the video on Instagram. Oh shit, brother! He was like fucking backing up. He's like, oh shit. Yeah, I'd pull a picture of him. Cameron said, "Flaming hot magma's rolling towards this guy, and he's just filming it. He's filming it slowly backing up." I'm like. Hey, it's, man. I don't know how many degrees. How many degrees is love? Everyone's super chill, and I'm like, guys, but, but, um, maybe not be completely relaxed. Well, that's what they were saying. There's literally nothing you can do but just evacuate. I, Of course. I mean, literally, because um, I think it happened like a decade ago in the aught time. I like how you put that. Yeah, in, in, in the aughts. aughts that uh, Iceland had that earthquake over there, and it was In Reykjavik. In Reykjavik, where it was trying to actually close off the the uh, the port, and they brought out all the boats and everything, all the fire boats, and they were putting uh, hoses on it, and they actually stopped it from closing up the pier. But the, the eruption happened so bad, it cast an ash cloud over the Atlantic, and they had to reroute planes, and they couldn't fly for like three weeks. But And that was from a mild earthquake eruption and that's the scary part holy fucking shit yeah but hawaii's not not fucking good right now right well there are there are some states where it's just like oh my god horrible placement they chose like like we're (laughs) like they had a fucking choice exactly hey we're gonna set up 10 here in california they absolutely had the choice not to build major cities on fault lines who fucking and knew? 27 million people congregating in a, one concrete. Oh, guess how hot lava is. How hot? 1600 degrees Fahrenheit. That's fucking hot. Yeah. You know? And not 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 Hollywood hot. But you I was going to say, that's one degree less than Brad Pitt and Fight Club. <laughs> that's right about that. Boy, you have a moment there. <laughs> no, but it's just it's just scary how fucking bad it's, it's really gotten for um, – for Hawaii, you know, and, you know that in Puerto Rico. I mean, there are two 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 islands that I mean. And it's you know sad. what's fucked up? No one cares about Puerto Rico. I know. I mean, two People fucking are still hurricanes. Still suffering in Puerto Rico. Over half the island is still without power. They're a republic of the United States of America, and they're being tra- treated like the redheaded stepchild. And did you know they're we- still struggling to get electricity in some of the hospitals? Right. Yeah, but here's the f- which is fucking unreal. Here, get this, okay? Uh, uh, one of the nuclear power plants on an aircraft carrier can power New York City. So do you think we could pull that fucker up next to Puerto Rico, set up just a drop a few up. fucking lines there, and give to the goddamn American citizens of Puerto Rico some fucking power? It must be rough. You know? I mean, come on, man. What the fuck? Thank God I'm not in Puerto Rico. Wow. What? I'm just That's just fucking horrible. <laughs> you know? Give him some fucking love. Dude, it's rough, man. I will say it's pretty terrible what's going on over there. And literally the only celebrity who's advocating for Puerto Rico is Lin-Manuel Miranda. Is that the guy from? He, he wrote Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's literally one. the only dude. He was actually crying and singing the song. No one else gives a no, shit. It's was, incredible. That was during the Emmy. Is it Emmys? Oh, not Emmys. Emmys. And he also went on John Oliver's show yeah, and sang a song there, about yeah, Puerto Rico. Begging for people to give money to help out. And it's sad that. That somebody has to do that. Yeah, Louisiana gets millions of dollars to that swamp pot of a state, and I, meanwhile I, Puerto I Rico, you, Louisiana. Puerto Rico That's can't get that cash. What's well, not even that? Just pull a pull a fucking boat up, dude. Pull a fucking boat up. I'm just I'm gonna be honest. Pull dad. a fucking boat up. I'm gonna be honest, Dad. What? Let's be honest. Most swamp people have gills anyway. They could survive the floods. That's all I'm saying. Is the water rises? Okay, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go. We're going to go. We'll do one more topic. Let's get into it. Really? 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know how to fucking touch that one. <laughs> yeah. We can skirt over the swamp people. Wow. I'm uncomfortable. Are you uncomfortable? <laughs> Is it hot I'm in here? I'm really fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Rick and Morty because everybody knows Rick and Morty. Finally made a deal for 70 episodes. Yes. Just fucking win. I'm just going to fucking dead air. Can you, God, give me power? Give me, I'm talking about power. Give me the power to give Rick and Morty to get their fucking shows done. Yeah. I can't go anymore without fucking Rick and Morty. That's one Well, thing. Justin Roiland was talking about it, how it was actually kind of shitty because the, they had to work through the first half of like season four, just the writing phase, without having a deal. There was no deal in place. No episodes were ordered, and Adult Swim was just like, oh, yeah, start working on season four. Yeah, without a contract. Without a contract, without your benefits in line, without anything. Like, you you had no contract. And you have somebody like me who does not like cartoon features, like cartoon shows like that. I like animated movies, superhero shit, but I'm not – uh, which one? Give me South Family Park. Guy, Family South Guy, South Park, Fuck Simpsons. Fuck no. Simpsons, you made me watch, yes. so I'll watch The Simpsons. I had to take this fucker to every movie I ever came Oh, out. I was the only person. Yeah. I remember when I was like nine, I was the only person laughing in The Simpsons In, this, movie. in The Simpsons movie, I had to take him. You're going to take me. That Nacho Libre, you fucker. Oh, Nacho made Libre me was so good. I made uh, you suffer, dude. What a cringeful moment. That was the original cringe before cringe became a big yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. And all from Jack Black, that fucker. Still, and and that's imagine this: this guy Nacho Libre, to his the hit he just had. What's the Jumanji? Name? Jumanji comes right back with fucking. I mean, come on, man. I love I mean, all the stuff Jack Black does. Tenacious movie. D. Yes, but uh, it's just fucked up. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm looking forward to Rick and Morty. They just need to get some work done, man. I can't stand Rick and Morty fans though. Why? They're so cultish, and it's just like, well, oh, do you understand how amazing Rick and Morty is? And it's like, yeah, but you gotta understand. Anytime, and I've been part of that, that first discovery people. I've been one of those guys that planted the flag on something. Fuck, this is good. So, hey, hey, fuck, this is good. And, and but nobody is ever there with me. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you've never found a show before everybody else and thought it was great. I, I've only done that with bands. Okay, band. What For band? instance, I I started listening to the Twenty One Pilots. Okay, about I have like no fucking idea. Who they're that is, a pop they're. band. They're, it's pop rock. Okay, but it, I listen. Did they blow to, up? I listened to all their hits, and they blew up. And then up. eight months later, the, boom, boom. Okay. Like they had like five hits from the album that I was listening so to. So when you're uh, when. For me, it ruined it for me, though. Oh, because everybody was on board. Because now you everyone was special. like, yeah, I felt special. special. I was like, oh, my God, I'm He's listening singing to this thing. To me. I'm He's a special, singing to me. I'm a special What am I doing with my voice? He's singing to me. Okay. Yeah. He got me doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. But um, that's how it feels. That's the reason they're kind of dickish about it because, you know, it, it takes something to keep watching something when nobody else knows it. I mean – I've done that with a few shows because I watch a ton of shit. And you know me. I, I love everything and I oversell the world. You know, my wife's constantly like, don't oversell it. Don't oversell it. Because I loved uh, Game Night. We were just we – Well, that's why we're podcasters about movies and TVs because we oversell. Oh, fuck. We oversell. We over When you find something you like, you just can't go on and on and on and on and on and on about it. Because, you know, we're so good with our words. Yeah, that's it. I'm a wor- <laughs> wordsmith. You're a wordsmith. So yeah. you, just... you know who's really good with their words? Who? Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr, yes. What a fucking train wreck. She went up in flames. Roasted alive. Now, I want you to read me verbatim the tweet. I don't have the, the tweet verbatim. 
I, I won't read it. Uh, yeah, we probably shouldn't no, read it. We're not going to read it. Because this is what a clip you ask. saying whatever she wrote. Absolutely. 100%. And then take it out of context. Yeah, but so here's, here's the scary part, okay? This show came back after 20 years, mm-hmm. okay? The last season was total shit. Uh, it, it started off with 18.2 million viewers. I think it finished up with like 12 million, which is still more than most shows. Oh, that's amazing it's for amazing. us to come now. It's okay. out of this world. They guaranteed her two more seasons. Everybody, out of the gate. Out of the gate. Everybody came back. Two more on top of it. So you're t- already talking season three. You get to five. We're talking about five seasons is big money now. You get syndicated. Syndicated. So they literally got everybody to come back. Everybody. Johnny Galecki. Everybody. John Goodman. Everybody was in. And and 18 million viewers uh, for their two-episode two premiere. Uh, guaranteed them. Two more seasons. Whitney Cummings, uh, what's her name, was also a, 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 in the writer's room. Uh, oh, uh, Wanda, Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes. Great, great. And, and I watched the first two episodes. Not overly great, but I kept watching because I was such a huge fan of that show way back when because it was like they were fat. And I hate to say that, but they were not they were like real Americans to me. You know, like real people, middle America yeah. or lower middle America. It's kind of how I kind of grew up, I guess. Not a lot of money. And it was just – Kind of like Al Bundy. Yes. I, in I, Love and Marriage. Yeah. But love, that was such – it was so far to the to one side. It wasn't real enough. It wasn't – yeah. It was and, so exaggerated with how – how. They played on the tropes yes. of married life and yes. how ridiculous yes. and how weird you know, on lack you. Of sex. Whereas Roseanne was more accurate to what it's actually like. The struggle. Where the they struggle, would look yes. over to each other after watching TV all night and be like, you want to do it? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> and then Fuck they you. both fall asleep. Sleep on the couch. <laughs> exactly. And, and sometimes that's what married life is. But uh, you know what? And then she turns around, gets everybody back, literally, DJ, Becky, uh, everybody comes back, and some of these guys, like uh, the guy who plays DJ, uh, I can't remember his name. I had it pulled up, but I, I don't know his name. Uh, Fisher or whatever his name is, uh, Fishman. Um, he was broke. These some of these people, these are actors, haven't been able to work since Roseanne went off the air. I mean, Roseanne made her money, and some of these actors, you know, are fortunate enough. Like Becky, the one who disappeared from the show and came back, she doesn't have a lot of money. Some of these people were like. This is a second shot. And some of the people who actually played walk-ons for bit parts within the show series, you know, who were friends of Dan's who came in for minor roles and stuff, this is a paycheck these people needed. And, and that's what I found frustrating, especially she when just burned, burned she, she stepped down line. She said something like crazily racist. It's just terrible. Like comparing – like No, no, don't yeah, do it. I won't even say no, it because then it's, it's going to get clipped. Yep. But – Exactly what happened. She went off the handle. She said some ridiculous shit, and it sank the entire show. Yep. ABC pulled their deal. Yep. They're having to cancel it now. And it just sucks. And this happened with um, PewDiePie, right? He slipped oh, up on his stream, go. and he, you go with this. he dropped an N-bomb. And they completely... That's not being tripped up. He's a racist fuck if you do that. Okay. Regardless. Regardless. Let's shelf that for a okay. second. Shelf that conversation, because we can go into that. We're but not. But anyway. We, we're not. But he, they killed the whole second season, which was already shot, edited, produced, everything of his show. They didn't air yeah, that's it. That's terrible. They completely pulled it. And he was like, look, I know I fucked up. You're not hurting me. I already have money. Yeah. You're hurting the editors, the producers, yes. the directors. See, I didn't even think about the, all the behind the and scenes. He, that was that the main thing jobs. he said. He was like, look, these people aren't getting the full worth of their money. It's like they work on like a half and half basis. Yeah. No, it's true. And they, they work Writers' rooms, producers, and editors, cameramen. And he's like, you're really fucking these people over. 
He's like, I'll live. They will not. Yeah, no shit. And I kind of feel that with Roseanne where you had a lot of these people coming out of obscurity back yeah, to, back do, the to show, do the show. And you're giving them the old fuck you after you straight. And, and you know that some of the people were out there going, come on, man, do the show. I need to work. Even if it's just a few episodes to hang in there and help us out. It'd be a kick to have everybody on it, and that'll be part of why people watch. You know, I could picture people with the money, some of the actors who hadn't been working consistently now going, well, here's another shot at me. Maybe, And, and you know an actor's mindset, if they get to see me now. And then I can get back into the business. I, uh, and then, I can get and, more and, spots. And exactly. More Maybe and, I can get a movie, uh, you know, one we're not shooting Roseanne. And a then, bit part in the movie. Bit, exactly. And then I'll, I'll capture it again. And, and that's the sad part. She just, she just blew it up, man. It's gone. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, so that's over with. Well, I think it's been an amazing episode. We covered a wide range Dude, of topics. Dude, how was that roller bitch. coaster? Holy shit, guys. Yep. I'm telling you, this is one of our most content-heavy episodes yet. Let us know in the comments what you thought about the episode. Um, I got to tell you, dudes, this was a lot of fun. Absolutely. I greatly enjoyed it. Now, remember Insomniacs, you can connect with the show and its hosts on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. Again, that is CSWS Podcast. To never miss an episode, subscribe down below. Subscribe. I'm Cameron. This I'm Matt. Is Matt. We're out. See you guys next time. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.